Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Welcome, friends. Episode 106. We're in our Atomic Habits, and we're actually past halfway through the book study part. Today, we're covering chapters 11 through 14. Yes, this is the third law called Make It Easy. Mm-hmm. So all my nine friends slash all my other friends that want to have like good results the easiest way possible, this is the chapter you've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. So again, like we said, we're in the third of four laws, and this one is about making it easy. And the most effective form of learning is practice, not planning. Right. So chapter 11 says, walk slowly, but never backwards. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Fall forward. Yeah. You messed up, you're not going to just throw in the towel or be done. You're going to keep moving forward. We all know that you're moving in an upward trajectory. That doesn't mean a straight line. That just means the general we're moving up-ish. Yes. Never backward, though. A good friend of mine used to say, you know how the thousand-mile journey starts? How? One step at a time. (laughs) It's so true. I might have the tendency to dream big and far and then be like, oh, that's really... That's a lot of work. That's a long way to go. Yeah, just do the next step. Again, 1% better every day. Frozen 2. Just do the next right thing. That's right. Just do the next right thing. So we did just get off of the mini-series Dream Big by Bob Goff, where it's about getting out of the dream phase, and then let's actually start doing that. So I like how it's coupled with this book, and it unlocks how to actually do the thing. It's like we planned it (laughs) that way. It's like we planned it or something. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) So I like how it it takes the focus off of Um, motion versus action. So a lot of times Enneagram 5s can get stuck going down the rabbit hole of research. Oh, I'm just trying to make sure I have the exact right blueprint before I go do the thing. Whenever really, you just need to get out there and start doing it. Start before you're ready. And we talk about that in our Everything's Figure Outable mini-series as well. Yes. So, again, I, I teased this earlier in one of the episodes that... There is, this whole section is going to be on making it easy. It does start with a little bit of work. So habit formation is the first steps and repetition that you take to then get it to be automatic. So if you do this on the front end, it's going to pay off dividends later. And I like that he points out that it's um, not how long you do it, but more the frequency. So if you think about if you run... For an hour one day versus running 10 minutes a day for six days, um, you're going to be in the habit of running. I'm not trying to argue about a better runner or better shape. Right. This is just habit forming purposes. But if you want to develop the habit of being a runner, 
you are more likely to automate and find the desire like, hey, I have the urge to go running if you do it with frequency over duration. Right, and if you complement that with the habit stacking or before I leave for work, I'm changing into my workout clothes and then getting in my car. That's even a way to, instead of having to get to the gym and then change when you can just go home, so putting on your gym clothes before you even leave work, that might be a way that looks in your life. Also, I like how we talked about uh, habit formation is the process by which behavior becomes progressively more automatic, like you just mentioned, Farron. In our GRIT mini-series, that's 19 through 25, we go way in-depth about this. We talk about how first... You are unconsciously incompetent with something, but then you become aware that you're that it is a bad habit or you need to put that good habit in your life. So now you are consciously incompetent with it, and then you slowly chip away at becoming better. So now you're consciously competent, and then he talks about automation. You get in flow. Grit talks about what flow is. You become unconsciously competent, so it's just naturally happen- happening to you. Yeah, and back to the people that you see that make it look effortless. This is the part they did first. Yes. They did this part first. Um, back, like you said, to grit, We study after study shows that people that are willing to outwork someone will outbeat talent every time. Every time. So, again, maybe you're like, oh, I'm not trying to be all that hardcore. I just have some small life changes I want to make. Just know that if you do this... Again, put in the work first, and it will become um, seemingly effortless, which leads nicely Mm -hmm. into chapter 12. Chapter 12 is titled, The Law of Least Effort. Yippee, skippy. (laughs) (laughs) All the nines rejoice, rejoice in the stressed out threes. Yes, so um, again, the word that he uses is friction. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it does bother me. Maybe. Does it have anything to do with our sandpaper segues? I don't know. I do not like Velcro. Okay, yeah. I don't. I don't like the ripping apart of Velcro. That It's not great. So maybe I associate that with friction, which, is that the same thing? I don't even know. Probably not. But something about friction, I think of Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Learn something new about me, folks. Yes, so... Friction is what he refers to as what keeps you from um, doing the things and habits and actions that you know you need to do. The path of most resistance. Resistance. That's the word I was looking for. Least resistance. Yeah. Why not just use the word resistance? And our default as humans is default of what's convenient, what's easy, especially with our generation and younger. Like, what's okay, what's going to get me there faster? Let me do that. Or what's going to get the results quicker? Let me do that. So... To do that with your habits, that's what you need to do. You need to give it as least resistance as possible. If you are going to go work out, put all your gym clothes in your bag by the door the night before, right before you go to bed. Yes. I believe it's this law where he gives the example of the writer that enjoyed his social life a whole, whole lot. Yes. (laughs) And so he had an associate of his, uh, took all his clothes and locked him away. He only had a shawl to wear to keep warm. <laughs> so when Jacob gets up in the morning, he is hot-natured. He is hot. And he is hot-natured. Uh, but he will take the blanket, the comforter he sleeps with, and wrap it around him 
for the first like 10 or 15 minutes. Then once he drinks coffee, he has warm the rest of the day. It's amazing. <laughs> but when they were talking about I this. I did not know that about him. Yeah. <laughs> this guy with this shawl. I was like, that's Jacob. Jacob <laughs> starts the shawl man. Every day with a ginormous <laughs> shawl. So when they were describing this, like he didn't have any clothes to go out and go to these social functions or host them at his house. Um, because he was just wearing a shawl. I was picturing Jacob like being like, I don't care. I'm going to Lowe's <laughs> in my shawl. Not for this guy. He was forced to stay in his room, write his book, and meet his deadline. It actually got published six weeks earlier, I think. It was some unknown title. You guys might not have heard of it. It What was it, Brooke? <laughs> Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I should have memorized the author, but you guys just Google away. Or Jeopardy style. Yeah. You can answer. Who <laughs> wrote The Hunchback of Notre Dame? Shaw Man. <laughs> the Man of the Shaw. Who is Shaw Man? <laughs> well, wonderful. Oh, Old Navy had a Shaw-like snuggy thing. Wonderful. Are you going to write while you wear it? Uh, I don't know, but it is quite comfy, and it keeps me warm. Authors everywhere. <laughs> Go get this. So, again, this can be used for good habits and bad habits. Mm-hmm. Segway. So, if there's something you want to stop doing, then increase the amount of resistance. I believe this is also the um, chapter where he talks about if you watch too much TV, every time you're done watching TV, unplug it from the wall and put it in the closet. Mm-hmm. That way, the next time you're like, I'm going to sit and turn the TV on, you're like, ugh. But then I have to go get it out mm-hmm. of the closet and hang it back up on the wall and plug in all the mm-hmm. cords. Yeah, so you're building resistance. So again, there's good and bad habits. You can use all these principles to increase the good and decrease the bad. Again, he has so many great visuals and charts and references where you can get a lot of downloads for free. So make sure you get your hands on the book so you can have access to all those resources. All right, chapter 13. How to Stop Procrastinating (laughs) by Using the Two-Minute Rule. Not to be confused with the two-minute drill. That's true. Which I hear is a football term. But yes. This is not that. Nope. But I mean, maybe footballers would use it. Sure. Yeah. Procrastination, Brooke. Have you ever heard anybody talk about this procrastination thing before? Oh, yes. Particularly people sitting to my left. Dang. Yes. I have. So. Your left or my left? <laughs> <laughs> the far left. No, you, you, Farron. <laughs> Dang. So, sometimes, you know, that that might be your vice. I have vices. It is what it is. So, he just happens to use this to help with the procrastination factor. So, there's that. Habits can be completed in a few seconds, but continue to impact your behavior for minutes or hours afterwards. So, if you are choosing to procrastinate. Oh, man. So, you ever been stressed about the stress? All you can think about is the stress? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you can attack it on the front end, not so stressed out later. So, that's what he means by whatever choice, which way you're going to vote for the type of person you're going to be, it can have lasting impact. I like to think of it as a domino effect. Yes. Again, I'm not going to the gym. Hmm, I'm hungry now. Well, since I'm not going to the gym, now I have time to go through Taco Bell. And then, oh, I love to watch TV when I eat my Taco Bell and chips and cheese nachos and Mountain Dew. Man, now I want Taco Bell. Sorry, everybody. 
Yep. So it's kind of one of those things. I always feel like it's a domino effect with negative habits, but it's also one with positive habits. So as soon as I get done working out, I'm probably going to make a healthy choice because I just worked out. I don't want to ruin that. And so same old, same old. You'll get better sleep because you worked out. Mm-hmm. And so then you have more energy the next day to make the right choices. Yep. yep. So the two-minute rule states when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. So if you're wanting to start the new habit of working out every day, well, working out in two minutes, that's not the that's not the first step. First step would be getting your shoes on your feet. That should take two minutes. So your habit now is when you come home, get your shoes on your feet. And then you just repeat that. And that's going to domino effect like you were talking about, Farron. Now I have my shoes on. Okay, what's my next right thing to do? Okay, make sure I'm fully dressed and ready. Yes. I have a friend who um, the whole family has struggled with diabetes. And she saw herself going down the same path, of course, that she said she never wanted to. She would never do that. Um, and so she talked to her doctor about it and her doctor told her, I want you to put your shoes on and walk to the mailbox once each day. And they set an appointment, come back in a month. And she's like, what, how is putting my shoes on and walking to the mailbox going to make a difference? And she goes, just do it. And then we'll talk about it in a month. Well, she never did it. (laughs) She never. And so she came back to the doctor and she's like, well, I just didn't see the point. And she's like, well, once you get your shoes on, then you're more likely to say, well, I walked to the mailbox. Now I could probably walk down to the stop sign. But unless you'll put your shoes on, you're not doing it. Again, that domino effect. Just put your shoes on. If you're overwhelmed by the idea of doing a 45-minute workout, first of all, you're going to start with a two-minute workout. Mm -hmm. But then, again, taking that first step, doing the next right thing, start with, I'm going to put my shoes on, point and call. There are my shoes. I'm going to put them on. And after I put them on, I'm going to walk to the mailbox and start small. Mm-hmm. And so then, and that's where eventually it will lead to that mindset of like, well, if I'm going to put my shoes on and walk to the mailbox, I might as well go touch the neighbor's mailbox. Mm-hmm. That's further than like the one that, you know, the ones that are all on <laughs> yeah, one yeah. thing. Yeah. So, and with the whole formula together, it could be. When I get home from work at 4 p.m., I will put my workout shoes on, and then I will walk out to the mailbox, and once I get back in the house, I'll put on my house shoes. And, and that's that. the house shoes might be the comfort thing that you want, but you can't do that until you have met your need. Yep, and then you'll just build from there. Um, again, I kind of find, found myself, being a college athlete, golly, you just you push yourself really, really hard and you have big goals and every time you think you can't do the workout and then each week it gets harder and you somehow do it. Yeah. What were those 80s that we were in? And every week. Added added one every week. Yep. And you're like, no, that's not going to happen. Right. But you didn't, we didn't start out with 180. Yeah. So we we started out with like what, five or six, seven. Yeah. 80s. And then added one a week. We. By the end. We are. days. Running for days. But so thankful we did it because then you're in shape. Yeah, it builds endurance for life, life too. <laughs> Mental training. But, you know, we set big goals and we achieve big goals and we're not afraid to work hard. And so part of me sits here and does say, but I want to just go for the, the big goal first instead of shooting for these smaller baby steps. Uh, but he makes a, bo- a really good point. He says you can't improve a habit 
that doesn't exist. Right. So if you want to improve your workout routine, but you haven't actually started one, um, that's where you need to focus is getting started. Then once you've gotten started, then you can improve from there. Tie your shoes so fast. Velcro. 30, yeah, there you go. Bring the Velcro back. Tie my shoes in 30 seconds. Now my two-minute <laughs> habit can be put my shoes on and walk out of the door. And jog to the mailbox less than two minutes. Yeah. Look at you. Okay, the last chapter in this section, the law of behavior change, instead of making it easy, it's make it difficult. So again, putting in that friction. And um, one-time choices like buying a better mattress or enrolling in a savings plan, I like those ideas. It doesn't have to be every, like change everything all the time and you have to actively do it and think about it every time. Sometimes that can be overwhelming. Sometimes you just need to auto-draft X amount of your check into your savings every month. That way it just happens. Yeah, he definitely talks about how technology can um, automate a lot of your habits. I always think it's funny when I'm in a group with a group of people and someone is like explaining that their watch told them they needed to stand up. Mm -hmm. Or they totally changed their posture and they're like, sorry, my watch said I needed to breathe. <laughs> yes. And so uh, technology is a blessing and a curse, but there are some ways that it can automate some of your habits for you. Setting an alarm every hour so that way you get up and walk away from your computer, do the five push-ups, drink the glass of water, um, spend, turn on a Christian song that you love to get your mind back right and be uplifting. Um, so setting alarms, automatic bill pay and draft for savings. So there's financial habits there. Uh, but really just about anything. Yeah, just think about whatever it is the habit you do or do not want to do and how can you automate it. Siri can do a lot of stuff for you. She sure can. Mm -hmm. Same with that girl, Alexa. <laughs> Wonderful. Do you think they're friends? Probably so. Well, Or they're frenemies. That's what I don't know. Probably like, frenemies. Are they like, you're my competition? Or are they like so lonely out in their own... Mm, I don't know. Augmented reality? Let's ask. Hey Siri, are you friends with Alexa? Oh. She's thinking... So yes, it, if you didn't hear it, it said I'm a big fan of helpful what of good listeners and helpful beings. So Siri confirmed it. See? Siri and Alexa are friends. We knew that. Well done. Okay, so then getting rid of the bad habits too is this. I think this is where he talks about every Monday his assistant yes. uh, changes his Facebook profile and changes er, the password. Yeah, Facebook uh -huh. password, and then on Friday afternoons she tells them what the password is. So you can even set up accountability partners that will hopefully be automatic, maybe not as automatic as Alexa or AutoPay, but someone who can automatically be the stronger person for you and help you with avoiding the bad habits. And that takes you stepping up and be, being vulnerable and asking for help. Worth it. You can do it. We're here for you. Alright, that was episode 106 of Atomic Habits, chapters 11 through 14, and now we're going to go to the fourth law, so make sure you tune in next week. We promise it'll be satisfying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. 
We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.